last time on Leighton Legends. And you start dropping back down towards the deck. Okay, is that enough time for me to pull out my spectral sheet? <sighs> and the spectral sheet takes form around you. You're not in the ship anymore. <laughs> oh dear. I would like to cast message to Val. I am I am under the boat. Help! Help, please! Just kind of anamorph into uh, Sea Lion Val, and I'm gonna get looking for Mordecai. The three of you are now on the deck. Could I have each of you roll a perception check? Out on the horizon, half a league off, you see sails. It's not easy to see things so far away, but perhaps it's the flames coming off the ship that help it catch your eye. Ship on the horizon! All hands! The three of you and the rest of the crew are now maybe about 15 feet away from the ship. You're pulling up closer and closer. Oh, our sh- man, the big gun barge is like three times as big as these ships, man. F them. Yeah, the big gun barge is a pretty large vessel. It's a frigate class, and these are caravel class, which are shorter ships that are more like for... Uh, typically, they're actually used in trade. These two ships are smaller, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're any less of a threat because smaller ships are also more mobile, which works very well for pirates. Hmm. So, could I have everybody roll initiative? It's a tradition at this point, guys. Come on. It's, it's a very real possibility that I could be sued by Sony. So let's kind of dial that back a bit. <laughs> it gets more real every day. It's a very loose rendition. Don't want to get into it, but I don't think Sony has the rights to that. Uh, who does? It's Final Fantasy, isn't it? I'm sure they do, man. 100%. Square, square, square Enix. Journal Fantasy. That's a seven for Mordecai. Oh my god, I rolled a 21 for initiative. Nice. Uh, it's a 7 for Val. Now I'm just going to do the pirate initiatives. Oh wow, there's a whole bunch of... I wonder how many uh, slingshots I can get in before... Uh... Things get bad. Just do them all together, man. Yeah, just fire all the slingshots at once. No, no, I was saying the pirates, they should probably just all go at once. It'll save you a hassle. <laughs> it will, but it might lead to more bloodshed. That's up among you three. It's piracy, baby. Object willing. <laughs> What the hell is that? I want to see what these pirates can do. All right, so the uh, the flares of battle begin. Uh, that's really bad. Um, you're fighting now. <laughs> <laughs> so you pull up alongside this ship. It is almost too late for you guys to escape. Even if you were to escape, these two ships may have the ability to catch up to you because they are lighter and faster ships. So you have some decisions that you need to make. And starting with those decisions is Giovanni. Giovanni, you are at the railing gazing out almost directly alongside one of the ships as you are about 15 feet away from it at this point. What do you do? I think they're they're well within range of the sling, right? Yeah, are you divine smiting them? Like what you pulled? No, no, no. I, just, I, just, I, just, I haven't used that before, and I was just, I, that was an accident. I was just wondering if I could divine smite with a sling, but I guess not. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just gonna wind up and take sling shots at them because they're probably gonna try to board us, right? I mean, that's a safe. That that is a pretty safe assumption when it comes to pirates. <laughs> I mean, I don't know a lot about the high seas, but uh, I, I think these guys are gonna try to kill us. What about so, middle seas? <laughs> More of a low C's guy myself. Uh, uh, please, there's only upper and lower case C's. Okay, fine. What about the band of the OCs? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hit uh, the closest pirate to me because I assume they're gonna try to get over on ropes, right? Sure. So across from you, you can see maybe six or seven pirates that seem to be lined up on the uh, caravel that's closest to your ship. Mm. Uh, who do you want to aim at? There are a bunch of guys. They're kind of lined up by the railing. You want to take a, a gander at who you want to hit? The easiest shot for me to make. Sure. So about three people up the line of pirates getting ready to board you guys, you spot out a real rugged-looking guy. He's real greasy, and he doesn't look nice at all. Got a real gruff demeanor about him. You line up a shot? Yeah. All right. Good on you, man. Go for the biggest guy. I rolled a 15 to hit. And a 15 does hit. He takes five bludgeoning damage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, so... 
Uh, yeah, you knock him, like, square in the head, and he does not feel good about that, not feel good about that at all. That is, like, the most damage, or that's one away from the most damage I can do with a sling, so. All those days on the range uh, with the boys paid off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good callback. Good callback, man. I got some bad news for you guys. Uh, the pirates are up next. Most of them, at least. So one of the pirates that is on maybe more to the back of the caravel that's closest to you, uh, ends up stepping up, and he pulls from his waist a crossbow, and you can't quite make out the design of the crossbow, but he seems to be aiming high at your ship, and he fires off a shot. Okay. Uh, at whom or what? Hmm. Okay, so he fires off a shot, and the shot goes pretty high. Um, in fact, it kind of pierces through one of the sails on the big gun barge and just carries on its way. But what is most noticeable about this shot is that there is a large rope that's attached to the back of it. Ah, well, Geo called that one. Bring him on. <laughs> Next up is another pirate near the back of the caravel. He tries the same thing. So he pulls out a crossbow and fires it high at your ship. He rolled a 17. It does hit the mast of your ship and it pierces right into it, and it's pulled taut as he starts to apply his weight to the other end of this rope that's attached to it. Next up is another pirate that's near the front of the vessel, and he is going to do something similar. He rolled an eight and does not manage to get that. You know, there might be a reason why these guys had to have two ships in order to uh, lure in other vessels, because they might not be very <laughs> effective pirates. Last up is a, another pirate that seems to be dressed a little bit nicer than everybody else. And he takes a look at your vessel and fires away. He got a 21, oh. which does connect with your mast. And it embeds itself directly into the mast and holds true as he starts to tug on the rope. Next up, Mordecai the Mad. Okay, I'm still over by the stairs. Yeah, you're up on the helm of the ship, standing near Valerius. I forget your nickname from last session that we gave you. Load high explosive. High explosive. What are you doing? Uh, sorry, you said these guys were how far away from us? I'd say about 15 feet. 15 feet, eh? And closing. I would like to cast sleep <laughs> at second level. <laughs> That's diabolical, man. Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. It goes up to 90 feet, so I can get all those guys. Uh, uh, yeah, this map... If I roll high enough. This map is not um, to scale for your ruler, but... Everybody except like, the back two, maybe? Uh, no. So this is what I'd say. The ship, it's 15 feet away from being able to connect with your ship. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are 15 feet away from these guys. Uh, okay. What is the radius of yours? So I can cast it 90 feet away from me, I pick a spot, and then a 20-foot circle around that spot. Okay. Uh, according to the French, uh, frigates from between the 17th and the 18th century uh, had an average hull length of 135 feet. So you could probably cast it mm, just a bit past halfway up your own ship, the big gun barge. But okay. that would translate to maybe a little bit towards the front of the caravel that is parked alongside the big gun barge. So you could probably get these first five guys. Then I will do that. Okay, so you're going to drop that down in amongst those first five guys. Let's cast some sleep. So what you got? Uh, 78s coming up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eights. 39. Wow. How many people fall asleep? <laughs> Do I get to roll constitution checks or anything? Um, nope. It... Nope. All right. They just, they, just drop, they just drop out. All right. Sounds great. So that's 39. So that's... <laughs> so OP. So starting with the guy with the lowest hit points, uh, this guy here... Probably guy uh, Slash gave a bonk into. Yeah. The guy Slash gave a bonk into got smashed onto the floorboards of his ship. And one other that's right next to him. And that's all that falls asleep. Well, 
looking out across at the ship in front of you, Mordecai, you cast what looks like a very light kind of ephemeral wave as you hold your hands out towards it. And it flows very kind of loftily and nice and calm across the waves and lands in a spot in amongst five different pirates on that ship. And all of a sudden, two of the pirates, one of them being the one that Giovanni fired off a shot at, drop to the ground, dead asleep. Perfect. Okay, Val, you're next up. You're still lined up on that ballista gun. Uh, yeah. I want to use the ballista on these guys. What I was saying to load, like, I mean, like, to load, like... Okay. What's this, what's this baby got? All right, so the ballista has a plus six to hit, so you can roll a d20 and add your plus six to it. You also are not proficient in it, so it doesn't make sense for you to be able to get your proficiency bonus to it. Uh, in terms of damage, it does 2d8 piercing damage. However, it requires one action to load, one action to aim, and one action to fire. I'm going to trim that to it requires one action to load and one action to fire. That makes more sense. Sure. And I've got my guys helping me here too, right? So Yeah, that's how I'll explain away that loading action. Cool. Sorry, so I said I said plus six to, to, to hit, eh? Yep. So you're going to roll a d20, you're going to add plus six to it, and aim and fire, I guess. Uh, because technically movement is an action and fighting is an action, you could fire off one of these each of your rounds. Oh, cool. So the guys that are closest to you all see that you're still on the ballista and you seem ready to go. They've tied off the rope that your ballista shot was connected to, and they are now loading uh, new ammunition into your ballista. It is pulled back and ready to fire. Slick. What do you want to do? Well, so thanks, guys. And I want to take aim at uh, the this captain-looking fellow on the first pirate ship. The fancy pirate? Yeah, this gentleman right here. Please tell me that's like a Jack Sparrow equivalent. Well, we'll see. Uh, it depends on if he dies now or not. <laughs> oh, touche. <laughs> that was a 21 to hit. Yeah, that 21 uh, definitely does hit that guy. How much damage do you do? 2d6, eh? Okay. Or uh, 2d8. Now, this is no handheld ballista either, right? This is like a TL-150. Like This is technically a small ballista. Oh, oh okay. That's, yeah, you, we just, this is not like a military-grade siegecraft ballista. This is, you know, more of a smaller one for fishing vessels. I mean, you could probably still skewer a human with it, though, right? Oh, big time. Armor. I certainly think so. 2d8 and what? Sorry, plus what? Plus your gumption. <laughs> There he goes. Wow, that was four. So we load up this uh, gnarly looking ballista. Huh? <laughs> we fired it at this you've, guy. You've done less damage than my slang. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Geo's rock. Okay, all right. Your ballista fires at the captain, or who you presume to be the captain, at the front of the pirate vessel. And you end up piercing him, but not like in a way to go directly through his chest, you more skim the shoulder of him, and you cut into him a bit. You gave him sure. a little bit of a splinter, but it's a painful splinter that he does not enjoy. Load! Nice. You call out reload, and the guys rush into action. Next up is another pirate. He's at the back of the boat. He's going to fire a shot to try and board. He rolled a nat one. His uh, crossbow just explodes in his hands. <laughs> Another pirate who's closer to where the captain is at the front of the ship steps up and he fires a shot off at your ship. He rolled an 18. It pierces into the mast of your ship and makes connection and the rope pulls taut. Giovanni, back to your turn. All right. Kind of want to line up on the same guy and just go for another sling attack. Like, they're, they haven't started boarding yet, have they? Nope. You can see that there are a few guys that are preparing the board, but no one has actually, you know, made contact yet. Uh, you can notice that the ship itself is, it's another 10 feet closer. So you're about five feet away from their ship now. Oh, we're in striking distance. Um, Jump, Gio. Uh, the ship is within five feet. There are people behind rails and, you know, a little further back. Uh, quick question. What are the dudes on our ship up to? Uh, they're doing their own stuff. You can see that the rest of your crew has started to mobilize and they seem to be firing back. I'm doing all of their attacks at the same time. And you can see that uh, several people of your crew have picked up their crossbows and are firing at some of the pirates that are aboard that ship. Okay, but like there's no, no one started boarding and making attacks yet, right? No. All right, I'm going to go for another sling attack on that same guy I hit before. Sure. Oh, that's a five to hit. Okay, so the five does not hit him, but it does hit the ground that's right by him because remember this guy is sleeping on the ground and he ends up stirring because someone has uh, tried to attack him while he's asleep and he is now awake 
How many times do I have to tell you guys? When you put them to sleep, you don't attack them. They wake up if you do that. Oh. <laughs> Oi. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh. Uh, real, wait, guys, are we trying to stay in character on the ship, or are we just kind of... Mordecai Tom doesn't think anybody's going to pay attention to him during this fight. You know, that's a good point. Uh, I feel like I'm such a bold personality, though. I might as well just stay in character. More people pay attention to you, so... That's true. All right. I've been a character, haven't I? <laughs> I don't know, have ya? Not when I'm talking to Josh, though. About TL-150 stuff. <laughs> sure, so uh, Giovanni fired a shot off, and uh, you ended up waking up one of the sleeping pirates that Mordecai put under. It is now another pirate's turn. He's at the front of the ship, closer to where the captain is. And this is one of the guys who missed during his turn. He does not seem as interested in perhaps trying to board your ship anymore, though, because he sees that the two ships are starting to line up and they're going to make connection pretty soon. And so he's just going to shoot directly at you, Giovanni, because you're hitting his friend. Aw, the pirates care about each other. Yeah, it's like uh, it's honor among thieves. Giovanni, does an 11 hit? No, it does not, but I am. it's close. It's a lot closer than it usually is, so I'm not uh, not looking forward to 18 pirates all firing crossbows at me. <laughs> That's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. Why? What's wrong with you? What, like, what, what did I do <laughs> to hurt you? I'd like to add a challenge. Uh... Okay, next up is another one of the pirates. This is one of the pirates that actually did manage to get their crossbow bolt embedded in the mast of the ship. And so what he's going to do is he's going to stand up on the railing of his ship and he's going to swing himself over. Giovanni, he is going to be passing right by you as he does that. Do you want to get off a attack of opportunity while this guy is swinging through the air? Uh, yeah, I'd like to think I can do that while I have my sling out, right? Like, this, switching from a sling to a sword seems like a very easy uh, thing to do, right? Geo, dude, uh, just give him a Shazam, man. Like, give him a clothesline. <laughs> Drop him in the drink. I could give him a clothesline with a sword. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Let me see if I can even get him here. 22 to hit for 10 slashing. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, you definitely hit him. And you end up cutting him as he passes by. You do a lot of damage. You get a real good cut strike in on him. But he does continue to pass you by, and he swings down, and he's now kind of on the other side of your ship. <laughs> Holding his guts in. Yeah, he is not, he's not looking good. He's starting to rethink being surrounded by this uh, enemy vessel. Really happy with that combat attack roll. Do you think people on the ship saw me? I think I could use a, make a charisma roll to try to bolster the forces. Uh, Definitely. What are you going to say? Aim for the skin, Definitely. it's the weak parts. <laughs> it's not your turn, so I feel like you can't do that because it's not an action. I'm really taking advantage of this opportunity attack. It, it was a gnarly strike, though. Yeah, next up is the pirate that Giovanni tried to hit with his sling, and he is just going to jump across. He rolled a 15. It's not an especially difficult jump for him to do at this point because you guys are pretty close together. And he ends up falling right next to you, Giovanni. Does that mean I get another opportunity attack? No, he's entering your field of combat. He's not leaving it. Okay. And next is one of the pirate captains. He sees how close he is to your vessel, and he's going to try and jump it as well. That's the bastard I clipped. That's the bastard you clipped. He rolled an 8. Uh, he manages to jump, but he's just kind of holding on to the railing, not looking real good at this point. <laughs> Sucker. Is this like their first day on the job? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine that's probably pretty demoralizing for his crew. <laughs> yeah, they, do they, can they lose a point of inspiration? <laughs> I would assume they have points of inspiration. Oh, they do seem like pretty uninspired pirates based on their performance. <laughs> like, I, I have a feeling that it's like their first day after a mutiny or something. Like, sure. Mordecai, you're up. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. Val, are you, uh, are you attached to this thing or do you want your other toy? Uh, leave it. All right. All right I'll leave it in my pocket. Um, how many guys are still asleep? One. Just one? Okay. Not important then. Uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. I'm going to use some of my movement to make my way down from the helm. Brenda, did you leave me the bow? I thought you said leave it as in, like, leave it in my pocket. Oh, I meant, like, leave it. Leave it with me. Well, I'm gone now. Uh, 
Alright, uh, okay. It's too late, you had your chance. <laughs> Alright. All right. If you need it, if you need it, you're gonna have to come come get it. Yeah, yeah, fine. I, I I plan on fine anyways. You go do your thing. Okay, so I'm gonna run down the deck and I assume this is the, the captain guy? Yes. Okay. Uh who's the person in front of me? Is that one of the Bruces? Uh you're not sure. You don't recognize that guy. Alright, well, uh I'm gonna go over to that guy anyways, I'm gonna be like This is gonna be a little awkward, but just trust me. And I put both my hands on uh, his shoulders, kind of like if you were to give someone a massage. Uh, and I'm going to cast uh, Dragon's Breath through him. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a spell that I can either use on myself, or if I touch someone else, I can give them the ability to use it. <laughs> so. Okay. So he's not using it. You have given him the power to use he's it. He's just though. a vessel. I am. I'm basically. I'm using him as a flamethrower right now. Uh, he's a conduit, like a conduit. A conduit. Like. He's my. He's he's like my magic wand right now. So <laughs> I touch a willing creature and I imbue them with the power to spew magical energy from their mouth. I can choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison damage. And until the spell ends. This creature <laughs> continues to expel this chosen energy in a 15-foot cone from the opening of their mouth. Uh, everybody in that 15-foot cone has to make a dexterity 15 saving throw or take 3d6 damage uh, or half as much on a 3D save. Sex. 3d6. 3d6 because it's that hot. <laughs> oh, Depends what I choose. But since it's a wooden boat, I'm going to choose fire. And everybody within a 15-foot cone towards the enemy vessel, including the pirate captain, needs to make a DC 15 saving throw. That fire sounds so gross. I don't know why. There's just something There's like about phlegm it. in it. It's, yeah, it sounds like barf. It's ungodly. Like, it's absolutely, yeah. Imagine your worst heartburn. Like projectile vomit, like like triple the range on fire. Well, see, it, actually, Lots guys, guys, should I do fire or acid? That's the thing. Fire, man. Fire. Burn, burn their the sails, sails. Burn yeah. the wood. They're pretty close to us, though. So this is this is all great. This is great stuff. Um, the problem is, is that this guy doesn't know you're a wizard, and you're in the middle of a fight scene. So he just kind of feels you walk up behind him, grab him by his shoulders, and all of a sudden a bunch of magical energy starts pouring into him. And... He doesn't really know what's going on, so instinctively, he's going to try and resist it. So what's your DC spell save, Brandon? 15. <laughs> I can't, like, <laughs> grapple him in place. Okay, so he rolled he rolled a 13 to try and resist that, because if someone tries to, you know, do magic on you, and you don't know where it's coming from, instinctively, you want to resist that. Sure. He only rolled a 13, sure. though, so he's not able to resist it. So all of a sudden, he finds out Ooh. he has magical powers. But he's still confused on what's going on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a a 1d2. So I'm going to flip a coin here. And this is going to determine which direction he's going to fire this shot. Oh, that's why I put my hands on his shoulders. To kind of direct him in that area, in that direction? Yeah, I was, I was aiming him. Okay, so here's how it will work. He's not going to turn around and shoot at you. But he might turn his head left or right. 1d3, where two are good and one is bad. Uh, no joking. E Actually, that's not a bad idea, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody give him ideas. No way, man. Add that element of danger. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I'm going to roll 1d3. <laughs> ben, shut up, Ben. What are you roll doing? Roll the dice. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this is how it's going to work. So I'm rolling a 1d3. If he rolls a 3, he's going to fire directly onto the oncoming vessel. If he rolls a two, he's going to fire kind of in between where the vessel is and where your own sailors are. So there's a very good chance that he could actually burn some of your own people. And if he rolls a one, he's going to grapple you, Mordecai. Ay, ay, ay. <sighs> All right, he rolled a one. Well, wow, you really sucked the fun out of that one, Josh. <laughs> yeah, what the f man? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dudes. That's my job as the DM. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to replicate what it would be like for a human being to suddenly be grabbed and have magic powers channeling through uh. you. And you don't you don't know where it's coming from. No, no, but to be fair, Mordecai said, trust me, bro. I did. Trust me, bro. He has no idea who you are. Okay, he's going to grapple you, Mordecai. So roll a strength save. Winner will uh, win. I had to pick the thing that I suck at. Here we go. All right. 
Well, he's not particularly good at it either, so he rolled a 12. Strength save. <laughs> Turn his ass around, Mordecai. Okay, 15. <laughs> All right, so you manage, he tries to struggle with you as you grab onto him and start to imbue him with magical powers, but you manage to overpower him. He might be a bit of a scrawnier guy. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. He starts turning his head around, and I grab the top of his head and his jaw, and I crank it back the right way, and I said, just do what I tell you. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, because of those actions, though, he's going to do that next turn, but he's not going to provide, he's not going to resist you any longer. He's going to do what you say. Okay. Sweet, Ben. You have a portable man flamethrower now. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I just had this visual of, like, Mordecai holding up a human body, no, like, under his arm. It. Don't visualize Like a it. chain gun, just <laughs> flamethrowering people. All right. <laughs> How big is this guy? I could do it. Don't don't think about it. Don't think about it. It's pretty gross. He's not that big. He's maybe about your size and strength. Oh, okay. Val, it's your turn. What are you doing? Okay, that bliss is locked and loaded, no? Yep, it's locked and loaded. Yeah, what is uh, what is that second ship doing? That second pirate ship. It's there, off off to the side of the other one, right? Yes, they are kind of uh, as best you can tell, they're sticking pretty closely together. So they might be lashed together, though you can't really see the lashings sure. from your perspective. It is full of pirates, and they seem to be making their way onto the ship that is now about to board with your own. Do I have a line of sight on that second captain? Yeah, another fancy gentleman, fancy pirate gentleman at the front of the uh, uh ship. Yeah. Uh, I would say yes. Yeah, you have a pretty clear uh, sight. There are a number of sails that are kind of in between you and them, which kind of does get in the way of your vision. But you think that you can make it if you do well. Well, the blister will go through the sails. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter of knowing what's behind those sails. Throw her to the wind, baby. Uh, that's a 20 to hit. Okay, that 20 does hit him as well. Roll your damage. <laughs> 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 Uh, Val slaps this captain with a 14. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah, hit him. You hit him real good. You actually get him, like, right in the shoulder blade, and it sticks in him, and that, that feels great. <laughs> he's got to fall down, like, I mean... He staggers. He certainly staggers back because of that. Cue <laughs> Boromir scene. Yeah, this is sort of a Boromir scene, except you are the orcs this time. <laughs> nice. Totally. <laughs> Another one... Load her up, boys! Next up is uh, a pirate who is near the captain of the ship that's closest to you. He has a rope in his hand. He ended up last turn successfully hitting one of the masts, and he's going to use that to sling himself over. So you now have two pirates that are behind you, one that is not looking good because Giovanni got a good hit off on him, and another that is uh, actually looking like he's in pretty decent condition. At this time, the ship has now come up directly alongside your vessel. Uh, you can also see that pirates from the ship that's connected to the uh, caravel that you just made contact with start to move closer to you guys. Ooh, human wave. Human wave. Hoorah! Giovanni, you're up. Man, I wish I would re I really wish I was level five so I could attack twice. But <laughs> it's coming for now. Okay, so. There's this dude next to me here, this other dude here. There's a lot of dudes around you. You're not surrounded, but there is a wave of pirates that are just about to jump into you. And there are also two pirates that are loosely behind you. Where are all our sailors, and where's Captain Paulina? Oh, they're doing stuff. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, because I, I have like, maybe 20, 25, maybe even 30 characters on this page right now. I'm not going to go through each turn one at a time, but events will happen surrounding them. Where's the weakest dude in, in respects to where I'm standing? In respects to where you're standing, there are two guys that are not looking too hot, and everybody else seems to be fresh and ready to go. Are the two not hot looking guys the guys behind me on the ship? No. So the one guy that you slashed at as he swung himself over, he is not looking great. The other guy that's next to you is not looking as bad as the other guy, but he certainly looks worse than the others. And you know what? The guy who I slashed got off lucky because I forgot about the pauldrons of the cold shoulder. Oh, Ooh, damn. Would have stopped him cold. So I'm going to go back to engage that guy. <laughs> oh, wait. Is there a guy engaging me right now? Like, will I suffer a penalty if I disengage? Yeah, there are two guys that you are currently in the attack range of. Okay. Uh, I'll just attack the closest one to me then. Sure. The guy who's on your ship standing right next to you? Yeah, that guy. Okay. Sounds good. Fire away. He's getting a long sword. 
23 to hit, 9 slashing. He's not looking good, Giovanni. Your sword comes down and slashes him, like, just above the arm, and you end up cutting into him pretty deep. He is not looking good. Not looking good at all. I wonder if he can survive the pauldrons of the cold shoulder. Probably not. Oh, wait, what do I roll for that? You roll a strength check, and if you beat a 15, you can use them. 16 for 9 cold damage. <laughs> yeah, you use them. You use them real good. You shove your shoulder into him, and he just freezes. He's an ice cube, and he just falls to the ground and shatters. Sweet. Oh, okay. So he shatters like Sub-Zero, like when he freezes guys in Mortal Kombat. You just That's like, a dope visual. Then, okay, cool. Yeah, pretty dead. Pretty dead. <laughs> pretty dead. Got a scale of 1 to dead. Pretty dead. Mostly. <laughs> You're about 99% sure that he's dead. There's a 1% chance he could still pull through, but his body is splattered in different ice chunks around the ship, so you feel like it's unlikely to happen. Unless he's a T-1000. <laughs> All right, Slash is going to make a declaration now. Sure. Declarate. Oh, you picked the wrong ship to board today. Ha ha ha. The guy doesn't respond because he's uh, frozen and dead. Well, I'm, I'm already shouting it towards the ship. We just watched one of their guys freeze to death. Yeah, they're starting to come to the same conclusions you have. Dude, that's cold. All right, let's see. How many guys do I want to move? I feel like I'm playing Warhammer with the amount of guys that I'm tossing. <laughs> that's so sick. <laughs> okay, the pirate that swung behind you, Giovanni, the one that you slashed on his way, he sees you uh, slaughter, slaughter one of his fellow pirates. And he decides to run up to you and slash you with his scimitar. Because he's a pirate, so of course he has a scimitar. Really gotta put cutlasses in 5e. Uh, that would be good. He rolled a 21, Giovanni. Oof. Good thing he's only doing two damage. <laughs> yeah, he does only do two damage. Seriously? But it's a very satisfying two damage for him. I go, ugh. It's two pirates' turn. One of them is asleep, though, so he doesn't get a turn. That's a shame. <laughs> The other guy, though, he's uh, very much awake. He runs across the gap between the two ships, and he strikes at you too, Giovanni. See how this guy does. Those sleeping pirates are going to get trampled pretty soon. Eh, maybe. I mean, it seems like his uh, pirate brethren are a little bit more nimble around their feet, so maybe they're kind of ducking around him. Maybe. Maybe someone will just wake him up, so you don't know what's going to happen. He rolled a 17. Oh, God. I imagine all these attacks are just hitting me in the back or in, the like, my chest, where the breastplate would usually protect me from. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where they're hitting. And I'm just getting absolutely sliced ribbons here. All right, so that's his turn. Uh, you took three damage there, by the way. I'm down to 30. Next up is the first pirate captain who was having some difficulty uh, getting onto the other ship. He climbs up, and he ends up engaging with that uh, sailor that you imbued magical powers with, Mordecai. Lovely. And he's going to slash at him. <laughs> I forgot. There's a feature of these guys. This guy used part of his turn, though, to climb, so he's only going to do one swing. Uh, so he hits him with a 20. That does hit the sailors in front of you, and he does eight slashing damage. Your sailor buddy, Brandon's not looking too good. A huge cut kind of goes across his chest, but as that does that, this kind of very light flaming liquid starts Ooh. to come out of it. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Okay. <laughs> And it is now your turn, Mordecai. If you want to, you can use this sailor that you imbued magical powers with to unleash hell. <laughs> that is 100% the plan. I just want to get as many guys as possible in a cone pointing at the large horde. Oh, really? Because I was thinking that you didn't want to do that at all. I assumed you wanted to hit as little people as possible. Maybe a couple of sails, you know, just uh, finish off that other pretty boy captain I smoked. Well, I mean, they're right in the line of fire. There's a captain here and a captain here, right? So just boom, boom. It's a line. It's nothing but fire. Hellfire. I think I can get pretty much all those guys, and I would like to do that. So you have to make a DC 15 saving throw for one, two, three, four, like five people. <laughs> awesome. That's just what I wanted to do. <laughs> and then I'm going to roll 3d6 either way. <laughs> Okay, so the pirate captain that's right in front of that sailor is going to make his deck save. He does not survive. Let me just go through the list of people who do not survive, <laughs> and then you can tell me how they don't survive. Okay. Next pirate captain, 17. He does survive. He takes half damage. Latita. <laughs> so much sass tonight, man. <laughs> so much sass. Sassy boy. Uh, this guy rolled a 13, so he doesn't. Okay. This guy rolls a 12, so he doesn't. This guy rolls a 10, so he doesn't. Lovely. This guy rolled a 16, and he does. 
So two guys manage to beat that save, and three guys do not. So here comes the damage. So I think I'm going to go with fire damage on this, because hopefully it'll it'll light up the boat. Sure. So three of them take the full 12, the other two take six. Okay. Uh, Dragon's Breath is a spell that you have, and you didn't get it from, like, equipment or anything, right? Nope, that's a spell. I'm down to one more second level. Okay, so the two pirate captains that are loosely close to each other that are nearest you, they don't feel good. One of them takes a full 12, the other one doesn't. One of the pirates that are close to you, so this is actually the pirate that you put to sleep, Brandon, so that's real <laughs> polite of you to put this guy to sleep and light him on fire, but also sort of in Mordecai's style. He catches on fire, and he just wakes up screaming. He's screaming. He's not dead, but he's just screaming a lot. Thanks for the foley work. Uh, one of them just ca- it, one of them dies. One of them just dies. He just bursts into flame. It's the one that Giovanni hit with his sling. He dies. He's dead. And then the other two are both hurt a lot. I mean, if they were smart, they'd just jump off their little boat. Maybe. Yeah, maybe indeed. I want to need you to roll wild magic surge. Of course. Happy to oblige. Well, yeah, definitely after all that b- Yo, good move, Mordecai. I'm glad you. I'm glad it worked for you, man. <laughs> that was sick, man. Just gotta, you got to plan your moves. That's a two. So based off of how we kind of retrofitted this uh, magic wild surge, we decided that Numbers one to five are going to be wild magic surges, yep. activities, and everything else is, you know, nothing happens. So, Mordecai, you rolled a two. I'm going to need you to roll a D100. I got a seven. Wow. Low rolls. Yeah. Four, five, six, seven. <laughs> oh, no. What? Brendan, you cast Dragon's Breath. Uh, you, you loosely cast Dragon's Breath because you do it through another person by proxy and a glow comes out through your hands and enters this person and it just kind of almost surges through them and it passes out through their hands towards the crew on the other side the flame strikes out and slashes and cuts down several of the pirates and then the flame starts to pull back back into the sailor in front of you but it doesn't hurt him he doesn't seem to catch fire or anything it just keeps moving and it pulls back right into you mordecai and you start to feel a heat build up in the center of your chest Mm. you cast fireball as a third level spell centered on yourself (laughs) i don't even have third level spells wow i knew this is gonna happen okay Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Late and Legends. Just a few announcements today. If you're interested in hearing more about Late and Legends, check out our new website, www.lateandlegends.com, where we'll be keeping a schedule of our episodes, as well as merchandise and additional content for listeners. If you'd like to support Late and Legends, join us over on Patreon. We have a number of reward tiers for patrons, and there is no pressure to stick around if you'd like, but we'd love your help. Additionally, if you can, please like Late and Legends on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and leave us a review on Facebook or iTunes. These reviews really help our podcast get out into the internet and find new listeners. If you'd like to become a character in Late and Legends, like and share the podcast in any of our social media feeds using the hashtag Late and Legends, lowercase, all one word, and you might just find that your name pops up in the adventure. I've got a lot of characters coming up this season, and I'll be needing character names. Share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag Leighton Legends, and you might find out that your name makes its way into the podcast. Additionally, our Leighton Legends videos have been making their way onto YouTube. Brendan has gone back and converted our early adventures from Season 1 into cool little comic videos for viewers to watch. I'm personally really enjoying what he's done and the artwork that he's created. If you want to check them out, just look for Leighton Legends on YouTube. They come out every Wednesday at 10 a.m. We hope you enjoy them. That's all for now. Let's get back into the adventure. Okay, uh, can you tell me what the third level damage is for Fireball? Millions, billions. It's probably like eight something. I think it's like eight D6. So let me read through Fireball first. A bright streak flashes from your pointing finger to a point you choose within range, then blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame. Of course, this is not 
following your commands, this has its own agenda. Mm-hmm. Each creature in a 20-foot radius must make a dexterity saving throw, including you, Mordecai. A target takes 8d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. So, here she comes. 8d6. 29. Oof. Does that mean it also hurts myself, or am I okay? Uh, everybody has to roll dexterity saves and beat your DC, which is 15, you said? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Man. And then they take half damage, right? Yep. The sailor in front of you makes a dex check. Must have been that gas leak in that sailor. He rolled a four. He takes the full damage. He takes 29 damage. He is dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you call a Bruce? Yeah, I don't know. No, he's not a Bruce. You don't recognize him. <laughs> he's just some bro. <laughs> Mordecai just barbecued him. It's part of the night crew. Just <laughs> the night crew. You are the night crew. I'm <laughs> the night crew. Uh, the pirate captain rolled a 19, so he only takes half. That's 15 damage for the pirate captain that's right in front of you, Mordecai. He's still standing, though. He is. He has been shot. He has been caught on fire <laughs> twice now. He's still holding up, though. The other pirate captain that was right behind him, he's going to roll a deck save. He rolled a 19 as well. He gets the same amount of damage. He's also just standing there, and he seems to be doing pretty well. He's been shot. You know what? Both of these uh, these pirate captains are twins. They even look identical, <laughs> and their health is identical, and they've been attacked the same way. They die the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. The pirate that's standing behind that pirate captain just drops dead. He's dead. <laughs> Real dead. <laughs> oh, man. Wild magic. The pirate that is in between you and Giovanni, you guys are actually fairly close on the ship now. He rolls a nine, so he takes the full damage, and uh, he's also dead. He's dead, dead, dead. And I'll let you know uh, that he uh, didn't actually take any damage yet this game. Nice. So you just square killed him. No assisted kill. <laughs> Oh, yes, there's another sailor that's standing to your right, Mordecai. They are also caught in the blast, and they are going to try and jump out of the way. They rolled an 11. They take the full damage. They are also dead dead. Damn. Yo, these poor fools should never have let me on the boat. <laughs> Tom, they're going to worship you like a god, man. Or fear me like one. Oh, I forgot. There's also a sailor that's right next to you on your left-hand side that's in between you and the pirate captain and the sailor that you uh, just killed, brutally killed. He also has to roll a dexterity saving throw to see if he bursts into flames. He rolled a 20, though, so he only takes half damage. He doesn't look real good, but he's still standing, so that's that's nice. Uh, Giovanni, I'm going to need you to roll a dex save. Uh I would apologize, but uh, uh, it's out of my hands. 16. All right, so you survived. You managed to pass Mordecai's DC save, but you still take half damage, so you take 15 points of damage. Oh, man, I'm down to 15. That's okay. I think I can battle this out. Mordecai, you have to make a deck save. Do I? Yeah, I've said that a few times now. Okay. Mordecai, I hope your clothes are flame retardant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can always jump off the boat. <laughs> okay, last time. I've been saving this, so Tides of Chaos, so I can take my save at advantage. I have a 20. Awesome. So you succeed. Woo! You manage to kind of take a step back to try and get outside of the radius of this fire damage. You still take some damage, though, so you take 15 points of damage. How many hit points are you at now? I am at four. Awesome. Next up, Valerius, what are you doing? Uh, okay, well, I think my move has changed. Now's your chance to kill Mordecai if you want to. To kill Mordecai if I want to? Like, peg him with a ballista? <laughs> I'm just joking around. No, I'm joking. I can dash to uh, Mordecai if I, if I need to, yeah? Sure, yeah. I want to. Uh, I want. I wanted to go lay hands on uh, Mordecai. Aw. All right. So you're going to run down from the helm of the ship to where Mordecai is standing, and you're going to lay hands on him. Yeah. You could do that. You, you have about a, a run distance of 30 feet. There are stairs that are in between you and him, but it, it that's not going to affect your running too much. No, I want to. I want to vault if I can. I want to get down there ASAP. Well, if you vault, that's an actual action that you can take. It's called haste, and that's where you run double the speed, but you're not able to take a dash. Or, yeah, I guess it's dash. Uh, but you're not able to take an action when you get there because you use it up, run it faster. 
you get within range of Mordecai, and you cast Lay on Hands. Yep, that's the one. Cast away, Tom Hanks. Lay your hands on me! That's a great one. Oh, that for a measly eight points? I think it's actually 16. You roll 1d8 for Cure Wounds, and if you're casting it at a higher level, then you get an extra d8. Cool. Back up to 20, never mind. Thank you so much, Val. Dude, I, well, I see this going down, right? I'm sitting on the ballista. I'm having a great time. I'm clipping off captains, uh, you know. <laughs> well, really. Uh, and, you know, it's just it's just archery on a massive scale for Val. He's having a grand old time. And then out of nowhere, this, all this <laughs> hellfire breaks loose. And his boy Mordecai has thrown blazing out of the furnace there, man. So he's going to go dash off and, and rescue him here. Awesome. Val's going to win his own Navy Cross here today, man. <laughs> Something I find interesting about Val is that for a druid that grew up as a hermit in the woods, he seems pretty interested in industrial ways of killing people. Like, <laughs> like ju- but he jumps on the ballista first chance he gets, which seems kind of counter to druid. But maybe that's why he got kicked out of the elven uh, group isn't necessarily because he was more into nature, man, but rather he was more into industry. <laughs> Well, if he just wants to learn stuff, what could be more exciting than a big, sure. shiny machine of death? I think Val spent a lot of the time in the seafaring classes, like just you know, looking at destroyers and drawing, uh, you know, battle barges on his book. I'm I'm losing track of who is Val and who is Ben. <laughs> yeah, where does one start and the other begin? All right, next up is two pirates. The one that swung across the ship uh, now kind of runs up to some of the sailors and seems to be engaging them there. Another pirate at the rear of the caravel is jumping across onto the big gun barge and is engaging with two of the sailors that are there. And next up is Giovanni. I just noticed these pirate captains. Is there three of them? No, there's two of them. One of them is just like one of your sailors. Oh, okay. Uh, is the one that's on our ship the one that got really hit? I think he. I think our. I think our guy had one hit point. I think. Eh. Yeah, so the glowing guy there is the one that got hit on your ship, and he is your sailor, and he is, uh, he's dying. He's not <laughs> feeling great. He's still alive and conscious, but, uh, he could be less flammable, I suppose. Could I, uh, hit him with a cure wounds? Sure. So you could do that. He is healed for ten points. Awesome. Yeah, you jumped him right back up. Use a little bit of that bad medicine for you. <laughs> your love is like bad medicine. All right, good job, Giovanni. You did some real nice stuff. The pirate that's behind you, though, uh, he's going to take a swing at you. Oof. Yeah, yeah, they always want to do that. <laughs> They're always doing that. He rolled a six, which does not beat your AC. Um, nope. So he swings at you, and it's a swing and a miss. It's a swing and a miss. At the same time, the three pirates that were on the other ship start to move towards your side of the deck. Quick question for flavor. If they have to move over the charred remains of their friends, are they are those bodies still burning, and do they suffer a penalty for doing so? Psychic damage. Uh, no, God deleted them, so they're not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is the uh, pirate captain that uh, is closest to you, Mordecai. He's actually going to swing at your buddy to your left that just kind of got up after Giovanni healed him. No, not the brothers. At it again. This is going to go very badly. He rolled a 9, which does not hit. Cool thing about Pirate Captains, though, is that they can attack more than once. So he swings again. He rolled a 7, which misses. And he's going to stab him with a dagger that he has in his offed hand. Okay, I didn't realize the Pirate Captains were mini-bosses. They were just... Yeah. They're vulnerable to ballistas. (laughs) (laughs) They are vulnerable (laughs) to ballistas, though. Uh, so this pirate captain <laughs> rolled a 13 with his dagger. That does end up hitting your buddy there that you just healed, and he takes seven points of damage. Oh, man, that is two steps forward, one step back for healing. <laughs> He's still looking better than he was before you healed him. That's true, I guess. Next up is the pirate captain that was behind him. He's going to come across and engage with you, Giovanni. Oh, great. You're getting engaged. He slashes at you with his scimitar. He rolled an 11. Does not hit. Okay, he's going to attack you with his dagger. He rolled a 22. Oh, for six. For six damage. I'm down to nine health. Originally, I thought this was going to be too easy for you guys, but now I'm worried you're going to die. Well, yeah, I don't have, I, I have a big part of my class not on me today, aka my breastplate. <laughs> you, yeah, namely the breastplate. Next up, Mordecai, it's your turn. 
Uh, okay. Mordecai is currently shaking. His hands are twitching. He doesn't feel good. He's having some flashbacks. I am going to, uh, I'm just going to back up a little bit. You're exiting the range of that pirate captain. He gets to take a swing Uh, at you. I am going to take the disengage action, so he can't do Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm just going to back up my full 30. Yeah, you're good. So you just kind of run away. Run away real nice. Yep. Hey, Val. Yeah. It's your turn. There's two pirate captains in front of you and a third sailor that looks suspiciously like these pirate captains, but is not doing well. And is definitely on your side. Hmm. What do you do? You know what? This is getting kind of serious. Moonbeam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> F*** it. When in doubt. Y'all maybe leave the ballista. So I will call down some heavenly fire. Here it goes. All right, you do that. <laughs> Where are you putting it? Uh, I want to set it first. Hit these captains. Try and spare my boy, if at all possible. But if he has to be a, a casualty, then so be it. If you were to put it right in between the two ships, you would get those two captains and not the sailor on your side. Yep, that's what I'd like to do then. Uh, so let's just read through Moonbeam very quickly. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed saving throw. So when their turn starts next, they will have to roll constitution checks to make sure that they do not die. Cool? Cool. Next up, uh, we have a couple pirates that are kind of engaging with the crew on the front of the big gun barge, and you can see that the fighting is pretty fierce. One of the sailors goes down. Oof. Next up, Geo, it's your turn. Are we being overrun? A little bit. A little bit, eh? Well, I mean, I I'm kind of stuck here, just looking at my spells here, trying to see if I can weasel my way out of here. Command isn't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I'm a little befuddled here. I don't know whether or not I should uh, attempt to slay a captain or heal myself. But you know what? I'm gonna slay a heal. Well, there's this pirate behind me too, but they're not really doing any real damage. You know what? I'm gonna just strike at the captain here. All right. What's that? Why'd you say all right like that? <laughs> uh, no reason. Do what you want to do. He's already in the moonbeam a bit, dude. Uh, I rolled a nat 20, so 26. Jesus. Uh, and that's 12 plus 7 slashing damage. You can't quite see inside of the moonbeam. The moonbeam is a bright ethereal light coming down, and even though it's daytime, it is blinding to those around it, mostly because it's still dark out from the storm that is passing overhead. But you swing into the moonbeam, almost blindly, and your sword makes contact. And then it passes through, and that's all you know. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the pauldrons, too. You're going to pauldron into a moonbeam. I feel like if I can swing a sword into it, I can pauldron into it. <laughs> Reckless attack. What's the jury say on that one? Uh, you can you can use them if you want to use them. You just have to do the DC check. 21. <laughs> yeah, you pass it. You shove your shoulders into the moonbeam. You don't hit anything. Okay. So that guy, I can assume, is dead then? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yep, that's a safe assumption. <laughs> Did he get vaporized? Uh, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to end my turn there and be happy with... Wait, can I... Oh, no, there's still this pirate behind me. I really want to get out of this... Yep. You're in a very bad, bad place. place you get swarmed. Totally surrounded. We're all in a bad place here. Yeah, there are, there are three pirates about to engage you from the ship that's on the other side, and there's a pirate that is behind you. You know what? I'll deal with them one at a time. All right. Next up is the pirate that is behind you, Giovanni. He is going to swing at you with his sword. He rolled an 18. That hits. You take four slashing damage. I'm down to five health. Oof. Uh, Next up is the pirate captain that was in front of Mordecai until Mordecai uh, tucked his tail between his legs and ran away. He is in the moonbeam, so he has to roll a constitution saving throw to see if he gets hurt by the moonbeam. What is the saving throw for that, Val? It's 21. He's got to roll 21. (laughs) Shut up. It doesn't matter. He rolled a four. I bet you it's above four. Uh, So he takes the full damage uh, if you want to roll those dice. 16. Okay, all right. That pirate captain vaporizes. Okay, next up, Mordecai, you're up. Um... There are a bunch of dead, semi-flaming bodies in front of you. And also a bunch of pirates around Giovanni. Yeah, that's not helping my mental state at all. Nope. (laughs) 
Uh, oh, you never seen a burnt corpse before. This is uh, this is like maybe the second time that Mordecai has accidentally killed this many people unintentionally because he like said before in previous episodes, I don't go out of my way to hurt people. Boy, were you wrong? This uh, this is this is shaking him quite completely. I think he's gonna haphazardly just like fire something off without looking. Without looking. Yeah. Okay. Just like get away. <laughs> And I'll just do, like, a cantrip firebolt. Okay, uh, roll with disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> uh, the lower one's a 20, apparently. Yeah, you rolled a 20 and a 26, so, so well done. Uh, so you rolled a 20. The firebolt does make contact with the pirate that's actually closest to Giovanni, but still on the other ship. He takes five points of firebolt damage, and he's dead. I imagine it just, like, narrowly misses Giovanni's nose. Right past, singes some mustache hairs. Uh, next up is the pirate that's behind you, Giovanni. That pirate is actually, uh, he's going to jump ship. I got an opportunity attack, though. Yeah, so he runs around you, and he's going to try to jump back onto the ship that is adjacent to yours. You get an opportunity attack on him. Can I attempt to tackle him? Nice! Good move. Uh, sure, if you like. Both fall in the water. So what, what role is that? We should be strength, no? Uh, it's an unarmed attack damage. Oh, what? Well, that's a two on the d20. So Yeah, so you're unable to tackle him. He slips past you as you try to pull him to the ground with yourself. Damn it. And he manages to get past you, and he is now on that other ship. And I just I should have just killed him, but I was feeling, feeling pretty bad about all this bloodshed. There's another pirate that's at the front of the ship that's currently engaged with two sailors, but he sees that the tide has started to change, and he tries to run his way back to the ship. The two sailors that he was with get opportunity attacks against him, though. Nice. Cut him down, boys. One rolls a nine, which does not hit him, and the other gets a fourteen, which uh, does not hit him either. These ninja pirates—they are spry, man. Like, uh, well, based <laughs> off of the performance that you just cut down all but three of them, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> well, they're spry though. Like, they I mean, like, they just like danced on like fighter monkeys, and then they just got <laughs> annihilated. If I remember anything from high school, ninjas and pirates—they're they're mortal enemies. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> uh, Mordecai, you're up. You're gonna skip your turn. Yeah, I'll just uh, yeah. Okay. Val, it's your turn. I want to set the moonbeam. Uh, where, where is the controls for these ships here? The controls for these ships? Uh, like the, um, what do you call like the, um... The helm? The helm. Yeah. The steering, the steering wheel? wheel for the ship, yeah. Well, you assume that it's at the back of the ship. You could roll a seafaring check, though, to uh, know exactly where that is, though. Sure. Happy to. Good opportunity to flex some seafaring knowledge. Good call. Nine. Now, this is not a, an especially difficult check to make. All ships are kind of designed in a very similar layout, but because of your low roll, you're not exactly sure where it would be, but you imagine that they would be on the helm, which would be the rear of the ships, so furthest away from where you are. Of course. Uh, so, just, so I'll just drop it on this uh, pirate who's fled over here. Sure. Okay. Um, next up is the last pirate that's on your ship. He's going to run onto the other ship. And then he's going to continue on to the far ship. Jeez. All right, Geo, it's your turn. Boredom, Geo. I'm jumping on one of these ships to capture it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a spit. I'm just going to jump. Do I have to make a, a jump save or something like that to get on the ship? Or No, uh, the ship itself is pulled up right alongside your ship, so you just kind of do a quick skip over the railing. Jumping on it, and I'm going to fight this guy. Take a stab. 25 to hit <laughs> for 10 slashing damage. That 25 definitely hits. He takes 10 slashing damage and he drops dead. It is now the pirate who is in the moonbeam uh, at the rear of the ship. He is going to roll a constitution saving throw. He rolled a natural 20. Ooh. He is unaffected by moonbeam. Lucky bugger. And he jumps through to the other side of the ship and it is now Mordecai's turn. You're skipping. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm passing. All right. Uh, Val, it is your turn. Uh, gonna just be able to... Huh! And then move the, uh, move me back on that sucker on the rear of the second ship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so there are now two pirates that are on this last ship. The one pirate, who is not in the moonbeam and jumped over, has started cutting the lashings that were tying the two together. 
and you can see that this far ship is starting to kind of move away from the caravel that is currently attached to your ship. Geo, it's your turn. I'm going to jump onto the other ship, the furthest one. Okay, I'm going to need you to make a acrobatics check. That's a five. <laughs> you jump at the other ship, but you do not manage to get onto it. In fact, you fall into the water. Oh, no. Damn. Good thing I'm not wearing a chest plate. Yeah, you can swim a little bit better. You can thank Lieutenant Black for that. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm so strong. I'd be, I'd be able to swim with the breastplate on, no problem. But at least I wouldn't be dropping it to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, your your Pisces shield is wet now. <laughs> oh, it's been wet the whole time. You know I've been waiting to roll a nat one to have the, the Pisces roll change that. Um, is there any rigging or netting I can grab on to for that ship that's about to sail away? You can see some frayed ropes that are falling down that were just cut. They seem sort of just outside of your reach, though. Aw, oh, damn it. There does seem to be a staircase that's near what you presume to be the helm of that ship, and there's also a similar one on the other side of the caravel that is currently lashed to the big gun barge. Mm, well, I guess if we're still in combat, though, like how much more can I really do on this turn, right? Hey, I don't know. You could move. Well, I'll just swim to those ladders, and then on my next turn, I'll try to climb one. Sure. All right, next up is the uh, pirate that's currently at the helm of the ship that is trying to make a getaway now. He is going to roll a constitution save. He rolled a 20. It's not natural, though. Ooh. Uh, so he only takes half damage. You want to roll your 2d10s and then divide that in half? Yeah. So it's four. Okay, all right. So he takes four points of damage. He is still standing. So the caravel that has the two pirates on it starts to move further and further away from you guys. It starts to pull out a bit, and you can see the wind is pulling at its sails as it starts to make full movement away. Giovanni, you are swimming in the water. You're not feeling too good. Mordecai, you're kind of shocked is what you are. Val, you are actually probably doing the best out of everybody here. But you are now out of combat. If you want to do stuff, you can try to take this vessel, but you imagine that it's going to be gone very shortly. Yeah. Have they both escaped or just the furthest one? Just the furthest one. The one that is lashed to your vessel is still there. All right, I'll just climb back up onto that then. All right. And look for valuables. Yeah. What I actually want to do is tactically go through this ship and make sure there's no one hiding on it or there's not like a, a fuse burning away. Ooh. Good call. <laughs> sure, yeah. So you're out of combat now. This ship is sailing off into the distance. Your ship doesn't bother to chase after it. You don't know why, but you can probably come to your own conclusions about why that might be. Everybody roll investigation checks. Or, well, I guess Giovanni, roll an investigation check. And anybody else who is interested in looting this vessel, do the same. Can I go through it tactically with Gio? Like, kicking down doors and... Yeah, of course. Use of our Redland Guard uh, SWAT training and go room to room. Yeah, of course. You explore this ship, and it's not like the big gun barge. It's a much smaller vessel. It only has two decks, one above and one below. There is a area for sleeping quarters, and there's also a area for supplies and inventory. What do you guys roll? I rolled a 7. And Val rolled a 17. Okay, uh, so Giovanni, you don't find much on the ship. You go through some of the purses of the sailors that are close by, the ones that were cut down, and you manage to find maybe about 20 gold on them. You also do find like some cutlasses and other gear. It doesn't look like particularly good stuff, though. Can I grab one of the, the captain helmets or hats or whatever they had? Yeah, yeah, they have a tri-corner hat. You can grab one of those. Oh, hell yeah. You feel real cool wearing that. And Val, you rolled a 17. You go through a lot of things on the ship. You're pretty diligent going through things step by step, trying to make sure every room is clear as you pass through it. And you end up coming to what looks like a larger office kind of room underneath the helm of the ship. And you can only suspect that this is perhaps the captain's quarters. And you notice that in a desk near the rear wall, there is a lockbox. Ooh, uh, I assume it has a key. Uh, not with it. Can I just take the lockbox? Yeah, you can take the lockbox. It's light enough that I can move? Yep, it's not a large lockbox. You'd have to carry it maybe in two hands, but you could do it. Sure, take that, and uh, uh, just could I roll an uh, investigation just around the office, see if there's a key? Sure. 17. All right, so you look through the office pretty thoroughly. You cannot find a key. Hmm, not very good then. Uh, okay, so the two of you come back above deck. You can see that the other sailors from the Big Gun Barge are making their way onto the deck of this ship as well, and they seem to be poking around at things and looking around. You can even see 
Um, actually, you, you pointedly cannot find where Captain August is. She doesn't seem to be anywhere on this new vessel. But you can see that she and First Mate Michael are standing on the big gun barge, and they are both standing next to Mordecai. Oi, Captain. Looks like we got another ship in the fleet. We know, and I will take this into consideration when we dock in Nardini. I will have to take care of this. I'll discuss it with First Mate Michael. For the meantime, make sure that the ship is secure and ready to sail. I reckon that because I was the first man to board the ship, I, I, I get first sea rights as to captain it. No. So you don't have a lot of knowledge over claiming other vessels at sea. It's not something that uh, Lieutenant Black <laughs> spent a lot of time covering because it didn't seem pertinent at the time. D- despite Giovanni's many questions about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She kind of glazed over that. At one point, you do recall her mentioning that usually it goes down the hierarchy of the ship. All proceeds usually go to the ship's captain. And depending on the policy of that ship, they will be divided amongst the crew at the captain's leisure. She says, No, you will not be captain of that ship. However, your efforts in securing it might get you a bigger payout when we sell it in Nardini. I reckon I've got the highest kill count here, intentionally speaking. She looks at you, Giovanni, and she looks at you, Val. In fact, she spends a little bit longer looking at you, Val, and then she looks over at Mordecai and she says, No, I don't think that you did. Well, I didn't cheat, though. They use magic. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't cheat. Yes, I can see that. Val, Mordecai, you are under arrest. Arrest. for listening to our podcast the next part will be coming out next wednesday if you're interested in hearing more about us please follow us on facebook instagram twitter anchor or patreon as late and legends a special thanks to our patrons this week al kate ethan and paula if you're like these very special people and want to support our podcast join us over on patreon we'd love your help with that we'll see you next week week